You think sex sounds sexy? <laughs> you watch too much porn. Sex is the animalistic, grunting, panting miasma of thrusting and sweating. It's great, but it sure ain't pretty. And Walt did Skylar like they did on the Discovery Channel. <laughs> we go back to Wasn't our song. Mm-hmm. Bad touch. Bad touch. Wasn't that a song? Yes, you sir. Me, baby, yeah. We ain't nothing the but song is, The song is called The Bad Touch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we go back 12 hours earlier where Walt is now in his right state of mind and ain't snitching on himself for any reason and breaks up the tape he created. But the story they gave the dude with the bulldozer was wholly unnecessary. And I'm sure Sony felt some sort of way about being blamed for their crash. The driver felt some sort of way about giving money that is coated in what lightly smells like formaldehyde. They go back into the RV, and Jesse wants to dump the bodies immediately. But Walt doesn't want to do that because people have seen them. Walt tries to start the RV, but it won't start. And Jesse tells him that he's going to flood the RV, but Walt tells him that isn't true because he's going to use positive thinking. And what kind of upper crust white fuckery is that? Anyhow... His positivity bullshit doesn't work, and the engine gets flooded, and Walt immediately goes from being positive to absolutely lambasting Jesse because Jesse doesn't want that fucking murder box being parked at his house. And Walt tells him they're going to clean up the mess they're in and then essentially break up, which Jesse is all for. But then the RV starts, and they awkwardly high-five, and they're about to pull off when they hear someone groaning and gasping for air in the back of the RV, and Walt says... Oh shit. Y'all did not tell me how funny this fucking show was. That's the intro. I thought this was like a serious ass show. I laughed so much these first two episodes. Welcome to Blood, Meth, and Tears. <laughs> that's Brandon and that's Scar. <laughs> there, there are some very funny moments. Moments, so. Back to now. And Walt is laid out on the bathroom floor and birds are chirping and the sun is shining through the window. And I have questions, like one to be exact. Skylar wasn't worried about Walt being in the bathroom until the sun came up. Right. She didn't fucking hear him collapse. <laughs> like, what are we doing? When they were fucking, it was night. It might have been early morning, but it was still dark. And when he woke up, the birds were singing. He put it on her. What would I be without you? I'm sorry. I thought it. I, thought it, I just didn't say it. I, I was waiting for someone else to do it. I was trying to tee you up. Oh, gosh. Anyhow, Walt is telling a story at the breakfast table that isn't funny at all, but he says it's funny. And I want to tell the dude to hold up on this conversation because he's literally marveling at how all the senior girls at the high school that he teaches at have cleavage. Even the smaller busted girls because of fucking push-up bras. This nigga is marveling at this, bruh. And we're talking about little girls and cleavage. Not adults, y'all. Kids and cleavage. And this motherfucker is literally doing the hand motions to indicate cup sizes and everything. And if someone doesn't throw a plate at this fuck boy, and Walter Jr. joins in and he's like, the Wonder Bra. And Walt's like, yeah. And what, and Walt the Jr. Wonder Bra. Walt Why did he bring this up? This was such a random topic to talk about. He thought about the shit was funny. The morning table. 
Yeah, this, it was just weird. What we learned <laughs> so about Walt from the beginning of this episode is that the nigga can't lie to save his life. And when he's nervous, he starts rambling. Yes. Oh, this is random as shit. And then the phone rings and saves him from the wrath of Skylar. And Scar, let's talk about the history of Skylar now. Okay, so here's the thing about Skylar. You are going to fucking hate Skylar over the course of this series. Oh, come on. But the problem is, she's right. She just does things. She just does things in a really fucked up way. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, you can tell from the beginning, like, even from the very first scene of them at the table, she's like super controlling of of their situation and all of this other stuff. Like, but like Skylar is the one that's right. Like, I can see, I can say honestly, there's one thing over the course of this whole series that she truly fucks up. But everything else. She is spot on about she just does it in a fucked up way. And maybe not now because we're older and we're looking at it from the lens of older mature men. But when this show first came out, people she was getting real death threats. Real death threats. Like it like was real life. So Brandon, as you watch this show, just keep in mind she's fucking right. And that's my future talking to you. Everything she says, except for like Scar said, one thing, she's fucking right. The answer machine comes on and it's Jesse saying that he's an AT&T rep. That shit was funny. That was funny. I don't care care who you are. That's funny right there. Walter runs over and answers the phone and Jesse is understandably frantic, considering that there's a guy in the RV in front of his house that's supposed to be dead but isn't. And is, in fact, rolling around the vehicle like a zombie with no legs. <laughs> so Walt whispers to Jesse that he needs to calm down and that he'd be there after school to take care of it. And Jesse isn't for that idea, as he shouldn't be. He's like, nah, nigga, skip school. I did it. Skip school and come <laughs> over here and help out. And Walt raises his voice back to normal and acts like Jesse's a telemarketer again. And that's not suspicious at all, Bob. Like... This is what I'm saying. Walter does not work well under pressure. Um, Skylar isn't convinced because Walt lies as poorly as Donald Trump's toupee. And she goes and picks up the phone and star 69s. Remember that? Remember star 69, y'all? Remember? Huh? Yeah. And of course, and Jesse, answer machines as well. I was going to yeah. say, and of course, Jesse has the most annoying voicemail message in the history of bad decisions. It's the second best voicemail I've ever heard besides George Costanza on Seinfeld. Did I tell you about the one where my brother was in that era where we would just hold the phone up to a speaker and play music as our voicemail message? And my dad was like, you got four hours to take that shit off your phone before I take your phone. Or the the era where we used to use Xbox Music Mixer for the original Oxbox, load beats and use the microphone and record a song and then hold the phone up there to the song that we recorded. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah I did that, too. Mm-hmm. I almost lost a job because of that. Because I had the hippity hop on my voicemail. Well, I mean, your song was probably something about bitch-ass niggas. No, actually, it was, I, it was really a, it was really a message. A, it was, 
it was kind of the typical message that you would leave, but in a rap form to 1-800-HUSTLER, the beat for 1-800-HUSTLER. H-U-S-T-L-E-R, Hustler. New Jack, New Jack, New Jack. I'm talking about the Rockefeller. I'm talking about the but I know what you're talking about, though. Look oh. at you, Noah Ice T. I'm proud of you, nigga. I'm the one in California. What the nigga, fuck? He's nigga. I'm proud of you. But also, never- I mean, we were just talking about New Jack City. Why the fuck would we not know that song? That was last episode. We were just <laughs> talking about this on the last episode. Also, <laughs> also. You never turn down an opportunity to go new, 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 new Jack. Hustle. New Jack. No, it's not New Jack. You got to turn your head back and forth hella quick so your lips start flapping, and then you say new over and over again. New, 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 new Jack. Hustler. You also got to watch the second ver- the music video. Because on the second verse, he's like talking about being a hustler, and, <laughs> and they have like some little kid that's like mouthing his rhymes to him. It's the funniest shit in the world. I mean, nigga, where do you think on Fear of a Black Hat they got a gangster's life ain't fun? Where they had all them niggas sitting out there at the pool with all the women around them and shit, throwing money at the screen. So I just listened to that um, that voicemail. And it's basically, my voicemail was basically the same, but in a rap form. It's no George Costanza, though. Uh, it, it's it, no Wacky D. Wacky D's in the house. Wacky D. Wacky D's in the house. Wacky D. Did I mention that I can dance? (laughs) Oh, Wacky D. That's one of my five favorite movies of all time. Wacky D. (laughs) Wacky D. I know. And the thing is, it's one of your five favorite movies, but literally, Fear of a Black Hat is. Believe it or not, George, is it at home? Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out or I pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. Tell me that's not the best. Sounds like Laverne and Shirley. No, it's um, is the Believe It or Not, I'm Walking On Air song. I'm walking on sunshine. Oh, that's from like a real song. Okay. No, it sounds it sounds like the what's it, what's it called? Um, hold on. It was for a TV show. Well, while you're looking for that, here's the best voicemail of all time. Oh, I know what you're gonna play from Dr. Dre. No, I mean that is big up there. egos. That is. You up look there. like AC Green. Bitch, don't call here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, that wasn't what I was gonna do. And my Spotify app just crashed because it heard what you were saying. It was like, I want no parts of that madness. So, Greatest American Hero, like the, theme, the theme song, the theme song to the Greatest American Hero. That was that. That is true. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what sounded <sighs> like me. You look like AC Green. So, yeah, Skylar's waiting for Godot, and Jesse's waiting for the phone to hang up. So they're both just waiting in silence, and that shit was hella awkward. Um. Walt is talking with his class about chirality, which is how organic compounds can mirror each other at a, mon- at a molecular level. And this I conversation think, initially think, made me think that the drug. I think it's called, I think it's chirality. Chirality. I think, I think it's pronounced in that way. 
the conversation immediately made me think initially made me think that the drug that he's talking about, the mirror side of it is what causes meth. But after getting my scar on and doing some research, this conversation is fully about foreshadowing Meek Mount Manor Walters change into an evil motherfucker as the show progresses. Yeah, he's talking about himself, the two sides of himself. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, after class, he goes back to the science closet and, you know, steals some hydrofluoric acid. Because why not? Nobody's going to notice that shit is just missing from the uh, closet. And, no, no know, one's ever going like, to no one's ever like someone's going to notice. Uh, no one's going to notice at all. No one ever notices that things are missing from the fucking closet at the school where the science stuff is. Who would do that? Especially because if you have stuff in the science closet, it usually has the name of the school on it. Mm-hmm. Also, here's the voicemail that I like. Foreshadowing. I'm not at home and you're not in my home because you were at my home and you wouldn't believe in a message on my phone and it waits until the tone. I bet that fucking, yeah, the music actually played. Cool. But yeah, that's the best voicemail. It's real quick. It's real simple. I'm not at home and you're not in my home because you were at my home and you wouldn't believe in a message on my phone and it waits until the tone. What is that from? Leave messages, Jean. Jean Grey. Jean Grey from X Men. No, Jean Grey from one of the best uh, rappers of all time, male or female. Mailman. Sure. So Jesse's applying makeup to his busted up eye when he hears more movement from the RV. So he goes out there with a bat and sees the doors open. The tape that was restraining someone is broken, and that person's fucking gone. And that person is crazy eight. Who Walter sees as he's driving to Jesse's house, stumbling down the street like a fucking zombie until until Walter gets his attention and he takes off running. <laughs> and he's so panicked that he runs face first into a tree and knocks himself the fuck no, out. No, my thing is, why the fuck did Walter just walk up to him and be like, hey, hey, guy, what's it? Hey, 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 player. What's, uh, hey, hey, what's going on? And then he turns around and looks at Walter. It's like, the fuck? And he just takes off. That <laughs> nigga pulled up on him like, hey, the guy, did you kill my dog? <laughs> it's, it's so fucking cartoony. Like, the way that he takes off and he hits that tree. Well, I mean, he plays it well because he's also, like, looking back to see where the but Walt's going, mm-hmm. but it's so cartoony the way he hits that fucking tree. So Walt just calmly drives over to him and picks him up and puts him in the trunk of his ugly ass car and goes back to Jesse's house. Meanwhile, Skyler goes on the internet to reverse engineer Jesse's telephone number, which leads her to his my shout, his my shout page, which is full of weed, women, and rap music. It also has an in-depth look at Jesse's general interest in education, which includes his band Twat Hammer. <laughs> and big screen, big screen TVs, blunts, 40s, and bitches. And his fucking address. And his plans to attend Wheelie School in Vegas and a degree in the streets, yo. And, oh. and he knows and he put his high school on it. Oh, and he has an art piece made by a perhaps simply called Dirty Girl. D-U-R-T-Y-G-U-R-L. This that is reminds not- me. Okay. No, go ahead. Rashawn, did you end up watching um, It Is What It Is? No, not yet. Oh, 
You're missing out, man. I'm gonna get to it. It ain't going nowhere. Bruh. This nigga put <laughs> this nigga put on a wig and was pretending to be Dylan Brooks. <laughs> This nigga can't run, put on a wig and pretended to be Dylan Brooks. He it said was, it was the most awkward nonsense, but fucking hilarious you've ever seen. He said life. Jordan Poole spent $500,000 on a date with Ice Spice. <laughs> and he said Ice Spice is just any girl in Brooklyn. And, I mean, any girl in the Bronx. She's just anyone there. And then May said, yeah, you had to spend $500,000. You could have bought her a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was going on with Mace's hair in that episode? I don't know. But like, I know that was a detour, but it just popped up on my screen, and I had to remind you, Sonny, because I, I appreciate it. it. I appreciate that it. Shit, that shit was hilarious. Like this thing, this thing leaves and then comes back with a fucking wig on, doing the fucking gritty. <laughs> in every ESPN game, they don't fuck with ESPN's halftime show. So every ESPN playoff game, they do a halftime show where they just have strippers and they talk sports. And the strippers are twerking on the set while they recap the first half of the game. And what's it called again? It is what it is. It is what it is. On YouTube, listeners. Yeah, yeah. check it out. It's worth it. I, I don't understand the pink set, though. It's it's and, and he has commercials where he's pitching... His own version of Viagra. Yes. What's it called? Pink um Pink Rhino or something. No, it's it's a horse, right? Is it pink horse? Is it pink horse? Uh, it might be pink horse, but it's is 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 a pink horse like product, like the, the the mascot. But yes. Yeah. He has his own and, version of Viagra. And, and those commercials are so terrible. So terrible. They're so terrible. It's fucking hilarious. I know that was a bit of a detour, Rashani, but I'm sorry. A bit? It's, it's, it's worth it. So, just like that detour, this is probably not what Skylar wanted, but it's probably what she expected. We also find out that Skylar doesn't even know what a MILF is, and that's not I know, optimal. What kind of... What kind of what kind of secluded life is she living? What was this? When did this show come out? Two thousand what? Eight. Um. Yes. Yeah, this when episode. Was this? this episode did come out in two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. I feel like MILF was a pretty well known known I mean, term. I mean, after American Pie. Yeah. So she should have known what a MILF was. Come on. I feel like Skylar wouldn't know what a MILF was. It ain't like the oh, internet's popping like that. And I feel like she's pretty fucking sheltered. Because she lives in New Mexico? No, because she lives with a fucking chemistry teacher that's boring <laughs> as fuck and a, son with cere- <laughs> with, and a son with cerebral palsy. When the fuck is she going to go watch American Pie? Pink horsepower. Who's she going to be near by who's going to tell her about milfs in American Pie? It ain't going to be her sister. No, she... They didn't have no MILF porn back then. And even then, the internet porn was so fucking slow that she wouldn't have been able to look it up. <laughs> what do you mean? 2008, they had fast internet. No, 2008, they had fucking, they just brought out DSL. No, DSL had been around for about uh, four years at that point. Yeah, they had fast, they had cable internet in 2008. They had fast internet. Yeah, they did. And it was expensive as fuck. 
But when you see the page that she was on, they, they still have MySpace, my nigga. Like, <laughs> ain't nobody talking about MILFs. Except for Jesse, who puts it in big-ass letters across his fucking MySpace page because the nigga <laughs> love the women's. Walt drops Crazy 8 off and yells at Jesse for not checking to make sure he was secure in the van. And Jesse tells Walt that Crazy is a distributor of drugs. And Walt thinks that'll make him a little bit more understanding of the business aspect of the game. He thinks that Crazy might be classier. But Jesse reminds him that the dude did try and kill them both the day before. But Walt, again, has already decided that no matter what the situation is, literally, Write this down, listeners. This is the rule. Rule number one, no matter what the fucking situation is, Walt knows he's fucking smarter than Jesse Pinkman. <laughs> like, no matter what. <laughs> and that is the hill that he is willing to die on every single fucking time. I think he believes that for most people. Exactly, but especially with Jesse, because Jesse was his goddamn student. So he knows Jesse is stupid in his mind. He doesn't even think about Jesse is telling him street knowledge. Like Jesse is telling him logical things from the block. Nah, Jesse's stupider than me. So let's talk about Crazy A being a distributor and a businessman. But he's like, what's his proclivity to violence? He said, maybe Crazy might give us a bit of grace regarding everything that transpired. And Jesse deaded that real quick with the simple response of, what 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 kind of reason? You mean like, hey, dear Crazy Eight, hey, if I let you go, will you promise not to come back and waste my entire family? No Colombian neckties? You mean that kind of reason? Nah, man, I can't say I have as high fucking hopes where that's concerned. Shout out to Man on Fire is the only reason why I know what a Colombian necktie is. It is gruesome. I bought the fucking movie just based off that shit. It's a stupid fucking question, and it proves that Walt is clearly in a world where he knows nothing about and should not be in it. His arrogance isn't going to carry him through everything, and let me say for the record that the guy already thinks he knows more than every fucking body. Mm -hmm. But this ain't his fucking world. Jesse has a degree in the streets, yo. It said so on the MySpace page. You should fucking listen to him. MySpace page. They hear crazy skittering around in the basement because they didn't tie him up. And then they hear him breathing. Honestly, honestly, and give this some thought, y'all. The breathing that crazy is doing is the same type of breathing that Walt was doing when he was doing Channel 218 on Skylar the night before. Channel 218. Yeah, that's what channel the Discovery Channel was on when I was a kid or when I uh, in 2008. Okay. They look at crazy and they go get the bike lock from off Jesse's motorcycle, the curved one that goes around a tire and fits perfectly around a skinny neck. They lock crazy to a post in the basement and then Jesse asks Walt what the plan is and Walt gets mad because he feels like he's the one who has to come up with every idea. But look, super chief. You have done nothing to aid in this situation. Nothing. Not a damn thing. At all. So, Jesse asking you, the elder, who again is the smartest damn guy in the room and lets everybody know about it, 
to come up with an idea isn't far-fetched. And Jesse reminds him that this whole endeavor was Walt's idea and Walt gets mad again like he couldn't have just left the motherfuckers in the desert like Jesse suggested in the first place. Yes, later on this episode, we do find out that there are kids who play in that desert, but they didn't know that shit. Right. (sighs) Walt ignores that and focuses on the fact that there's a body in an RV outdoors in Arizona where it ain't going to stay cold forever. He, does, he suggests dissolving the body in acid like it's a new idea, like he didn't already have the fucking acid in the goddamn trunk. Jesse doesn't want to do it, but Walt says they'll do it together. And Jesse says he isn't good with dead bodies, so they flip a coin to see who's going to kill Crazy Eight and who's going to melt Emilio. And Walt gets the murder, and Jesse gets the melting. But when Walt sees the result, he awkwardly asks if Jesse wants to do the best of two out of three. <laughs> I feel like he had the easier job though. Oh well, no, not mentally. Not mentally. I, yeah. I mean, no, I do feel like he had the easier job. The nigga already killed one person, did it on purpose. Yeah, but it was kind of a life or death situation. This is more so execution. He did it on purpose though. And did it proudly. Knew what he was doing. Had the shit in there just in case. Don't know if he was planning on killing Jesse at some point. Because he had the shit in there. Let's give that a thought. (laughs) Like, he didn't like Jesse. He just needed money for a fucking RV. We don't know if he was going to murder Jesse and leave him in that motherfucker. He needed Jesse. He don't know no fucking body to buy meth. I'm sure he could have figured that shit out by asking Hank. Hank would have been dumb enough to answer. <laughs> hey Hank, who's the who's the number one guy y'all are looking for right now, dude? Let me tell you something about Hong Kong Fooey, number one super guy. <laughs> I mean, the other one had a name, Captain Cook. So what the fuck, love Hong Kong Fooey. It's a great show. Jesse's a mild man janitor. He's a number one super guy with a white woman on his arm. Jesse's at the store and calls Walt to see what kind of plastic tub he should get. And Walt tells him polyethylene and to look for a triangle on the bottom of the tub that says LDPE. Jesse says the tub seemed flimsy and that the acid will eat right through it. And Walt confidently says not hydrofluoric. Jesse asks why not. And Walt, instead of telling a nigga why not, Tells him that because he skipped so much of Walt's class in high school, Walt isn't going to help him. Well, he but already gave him all the information he, uh, he needed. Exactly. <laughs> but if you ask me why, and this is an important-ass question, why this one instead of that one? Dude, because this happens. It takes 32 seconds. He already told him. No, he said, it's I know you skipped my eat- class. You didn't no, listen. Said- he said, look, he already said that it's not going to eat through that plastic. Yeah. He already said that. That's yeah. the old, no, so it's not going to eat through the plastic. But dude, he says, why not? And he's actually interested in it. Shit. With someone like Jesse, I'm giving you all the answers. Here's why. Get the right fucking thing. If you already think the dude is fucking stupid, give him the information and make sure he does the fucking right thing. But Jesse's about to grab the tub, but he tries to fit himself in and flails around for a bit. That Walt shit, grabs that, shit was dumb. that was just dumb. 
Walt grabs a knife, then a hammer, then a bag of guns. And then he leaves the bag of guns on the counter, or he leaves the guns on the counter and takes the bag downstairs to suffocate Crazy. But Crazy's awake and tells Walt that he sees him and asks Walt what he's going to do, so Walt runs away. While he's running away and calling himself a coward, Crazy asks for some water. And now we're caterers. We're catering to those we just tried to kill. Walt gives him some water and a sandwich and a bucket for the pooping and some toilet paper and some hand sanitizer. Then he stands there and watches Crazy eat his fucking sandwich like they're friends. And is like, oh, you take the crust off your sandwich, huh? Huh, I used to do that back in 86. Huh, that's crazy. Yeah. And one thing that they, they never actually say, but from now on, whenever Walt makes a sandwich, he cuts the crust off. He then goes upstairs when Crazy asks if Emilio's dead. He admits to himself that he's a coward and makes a joiner six out of straight up dirt weed because he don't know how to roll, but he knows how to smoke and gets lifted off of Jesse's fucking weed. Jesse tells Walt that he didn't buy any bins because there weren't any big enough for a body. And Walt's like, why didn't you just buy one and cut the body in half? And Jesse. No, no, he said, why don't you, you didn't think to buy two? Yeah, he said put the legs. Yeah, in one buy and the two and the cut other. the nigga in half and put half of them in one no, but, and half in the other. Yeah, I'm mean, saying so he just said you you didn't have enough for a body, but you didn't think to buy two of them. Because he's an idiot. Yeah, he is idiot. Like Jesse tells him to kiss his ass. He then asks how the murder went, and Crazy starts coughing at that very minute. And Walt's like, "I gotta go." It <laughs> tells him to stay away from crazy because he's awake. And Jesse's like, we flipped a coin. We flipped a coin. The coin is sacred, yo. Walt says he has to go to a doctor's appointment and leave. And that's where Skyler and Walt find out they're having a girl. Uh, and Skyler asks Walt about Jesse. And this was one of my favorite scenes. This was so fucking funny. She says Walt doesn't come home until late at night, the night before. Um, and he sleeps on the bathroom floor and he plays dumb. Then he says the big secret that he's keeping from her is that uh, he buys weed from Jesse. She treated that like he said he he's fucking <laughs> smoking crack. I mean, I mean, still, this is I 2008. Mean, <laughs> I mean, she, she's, yeah. I love how he did the whole, um, <laughs> I need you to get all the way off my back, even though he said out of my Jesse ass. Coming to you. He sells me pot. He sells you pot. Marijuana, yeah. Not a lot. I mean, I don't know. I don't like it. Are you out of your mind? What are you, like 16 years old? Your brother-in-law is a DEA agent. What? What is wrong with you? Look, Skyler. I just haven't quite been myself lately. Yeah, no shit. Thanks for noticing. I haven't been myself lately but i love you 
Nothing about that has changed. Nothing ever will. So right now, what I need is for you to climb down out of my ass. I'm sorry, what? That is not a connective sentence. Like, I love you and I always will. Get the fuck off my back. Yeah. I was basically saying he was, he was on that super easy, really an inconvenience. Will you do that for me, honey? Will you Some of the people who got that reference. Just once. Get off my ass. You know, I'd appreciate it. I really would. There's a white guy in my job that sounds just like him. I really would. It's a beautiful day to climb out my ass. A beautiful day to get off. Could you get out? Would you get out? It's a beautiful day to climb out my ass. A beautiful day to get out. Won't you climb out my asshole? Could you? Could you do that? What is things I will never say to my wife for 300, Alex? Right. Walter's at school the next day and the kids in this class are taking a test. And he's muttering stop to himself and the kids think he's talking to them. So he plays it off and tells them to stop in 15 minutes. Jesse's getting meth. Jesse is smoking meth. Let's get high past the method. I got to tell you, Scar, when I first heard Method Man, I thought the nigga smoked meth. M-A-T-H-O-D, man. I want to get high past the method. Yeah, but that's weed. I didn't know that. I, I mean, I guess I could understand that. I just thought the nigga was literally on meth. <laughs> um, and Jesse's watching the three students before he goes out and gets Emilio out the van. And Skyler arrives at the house <laughs> as he's getting the body and about to carry it into his house. He just be doing the fucking most. He just said that he just bought weed from the dude. It's not like... <sighs> I told you she's treated like his crack. Right. So... Like I said, she's right, but she does things in the complete wrong fucking way. He almost gets caught with the body, but doesn't. And this happens. Don't worry, it's going to play. Excuse me. Excuse me. You. Yes, you. May I talk to you? Whoa, 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 hey, 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 this is private property. Just a minute, I, I want to talk to you. No, no, not interested, come on. Hey, don't touch me. Do not touch me. All right, all right, look, not touching, okay, not touching here. Look, lady, whatever you're selling, I ain't buying, yo. Well, my name is Skylar White, yo. <clears throat> my husband is Walter White, yo. Uh-huh. <laughs> he told me everything. Seriously? That's right. And just so you know... My brother-in-law is a DEA agent, and I will not hesitate to call him. Not if I have to. Understood? Yo. This is your one and only warning. Do not sell marijuana to my husband. The look on his face like the fuck. Okay. I mean it. Don't call our house again. You stay away from him. 
or you will be one sorry individual. You get me? I, I uh, think so, yeah. Um, no more marijuana. Mm -hmm. I can, I can dig it. It's any of my business, but you might want to consider a different line of work. Okay. He should have said, Did you hire her? <laughs> what about the oil? Oil, bitch, you cooking? Okay. So. You know, then after she leaves, he goes and he smokes another bowl of meth and he drags Emilio upstairs, puts him into the bathtub and pours the acid over the body. Walter comes back and Jesse tells him about Hank or asks him about Hank and also about why he told Skylar that he sold Walt weed. Didn't Emilio already say this shit at the RV? That his brother works for the DEA? What that he was that 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 Walt was with the DEA, yeah, yeah, Emilio Sparks, and um, Running also about shit. why he told Skyler that that Jesse saw Walt weed, and Walt said, you know, it sounded preferable to telling her that I cooked crystal meth and killed the man, which you know, I'll, I'll give him that. I could just kill him, man. <clears throat> Walt sniffs the air and smells the method. And Jesse said he had a ball after taking care of Emilio, while Walt hasn't done anything yet because he's a coward. Walt says he has a harder job, and Jesse says he dragged 200 pounds of stink up a flight of stairs into a bathroom. Walt, Walt pauses and says, what do you mean by the bathtub? And Jesse continued about how it was stupid for him to go running around town looking for a stupid piece of plastic when he has a bathtub that he can use. Walt looks at him like he is an absolute numbskull and goes Absolutely. into the downstairs hallway where acid is driven through the ceiling and hitting the floor. It was very much reminiscent of Alien. Then the entire floor breaks through with, and the rest of Emilio falls through as well with a lot of blood and goo and the tub comes crashing down too. And Walt Answer looks at Jesse. Mignon. Huh? That's a mignon. That's what it looked like. Let me know. And Walt looks at Jesse. <laughs> the only thing I could hear. You idiot. Pretty much. <laughs> I'm sorry, what were you asking me? Oh, yes. That stupid plastic container I asked you to buy. You see, hydrofluoric acid won't eat through plastic. It will, however, dissolve metal, rock, glass, Ceramic. So there's that. <laughs> he could have told him. He did tell him. He did tell him. He told him, I don't need, I I, I told you once in high school, I'm not going to tell no, you again. Basically. You keep skipping over, he told him first. That he told him the plastic, that it won't eat through plastic. He said that. Yes. So he told him which plastic to get. But he didn't he, tell him that it will eat through everything fucking else. 
He shouldn't have to. He told you to get the plastic because the, the acid wouldn't eat through it. He already gave him the information that he fucking needed. If he could have used the tub, why would he tell you to go get the fucking plastic? Huh? <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> Moron. Moron. Um, meanwhile, out in the desert, Two kids are playing with a ball and are kicking it around when a little girl finds the gas mask that Walt and Jesse used for the cook and left behind. The end. Yeah. Randy, you got anything? I don't know why that's important. I don't know why that's important. Because he got, it from the, he got it from the school. So what? School things are normally labeled, sir. I know that this is, is like a slight spoiler, but like school things that you get from school yeah. are generally labeled that they're they way the out in the fucking middle of nowhere on a reservation or some shit. Where also there was a fire and Crazy Eight's car is still in the area. Oh, yeah, I thought that part was funny. They left their car just sitting there. <laughs> so like, like this is going to be a thing. No, I don't, I, don't, nothing. I don't think there's much of a spoiler, but like school things are normally labeled. Scar, you got anything? No, nah, nothing new. Um, do the things. Um, go to the um we just started back up doing some more uh reactions on the Geese Gun Raw Universe uh channel and uh YouTube channel. And yeah, things are well. 916-633-1537. Return to Oswald at gmail.com or uh blood meth and tears at gmail.com uh scars on twitter at scarfinger brandon's on twitter at that cool black nerd black is spelled b-o-k uh i am on twitter at ratchet book club and the show's on twitter at rto podcast uh you can uh leave a review for the show on patreon.com it takes like or i'm sorry you can leave a review for the show on spotify it takes like 13 seconds uh, you can also leave a review for the show on Podchaser. Copy and paste that into the Good Pods app, and copy and paste that into the Apple Podcast app. Uh, you can donate to the show at Patreon.com/slash/SingleSimulcast. Uh, you can also donate to the show at BuyMeACoffee.com/slash/SSCast. You can buy us a drink, and you could donate to the show at uh, on the Good Pods app. You can leave a tip in the tip jar. And then just a tip. Thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. We're going to holler at you later. Peace. Peace out.